You're listening to the iZombie Podcast. I'm Robin, and I'm here today talking to Viet Nguyen, director of the iZombie episodes Abracadaver, Wag the Tongue Slowly, and Return of the Dead Guy, as well as the web series Play It Again Dick and the feature film Crush the Skull. Welcome to the show, Viet. What's up? Thanks What's up? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Glad you could be here. Um, I've been watching some of your short films this week, so I must say, uh, I'm, I'm afraid to say it. What up, my ninja? Is that is that oh is that my word? Can I use that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make you an honorary ninja for this for this uh, podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up after uh, I, you, you had tweeted about because uh, Tim Chu said uh, uh, ninja please, I guess in Return of the Dead yeah. guy. So yeah, yeah, it, comes it was a, it was actually an ad lib while we were while we were on set um, and. You know, Tim and I go back many, many years. Yeah. Uh, as I mean, you know, as you can see, that that video was, I think, a good seven years ago or so. <laughs> uh, and um, you know, he a few years ago he auditioned for AJ and, and got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and you know, I had I'd sent a few few of my friends their way to to kind of audition for for that role, and he got it. And um, and so I just thought it would be a great. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it was all, it was just kind of like the perfect storm of how that, that joke would, would actually fit into that scene. And, uh, you know, I had no idea, you know, I, we knew that he was coming back, but I had no idea that they're going to be talking about Ninja Turtles and all that stuff. But, and it, and it all just kind of came at the right time, right place with the right person every, and, you know, everything involved. And it just ended up being a really fun joke on the, in, in even on the set. Cause I, I told him to do, I told him on the side just to do it. And so it, it actually surprised Malcolm and, and Rose, and then they just busted out laughing and, and <laughs> take. Yeah, there's a great uh, uh, Clive reaction shot to that line too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that actual take, uh, we use that we use that that line. But if you were to actually watch the dailies and, and see, you know, good ten seconds after that, the whole scene just breaks apart because Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm and Rose just start laughing so hard. How? So then. How can we get a hold of these dailies? Because we're not getting any bloopers on the DVDs. It's driving me crazy. I hear all these stories of how about how much fun you guys have on the set. That uh, it just kills me. We can't see any of that stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's hard when you're shooting so much, so many episodes. I mean, you know what? Thirteen episodes is like hundred days worth of stuff, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. Who's gonna Who's gonna sort through all that shit? <laughs> well, isn't it, wait. I mean, you are an editor on the show too, so I guess you. Or <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we have assistant editors who kind of you know like uh, put together a gag reel for in-house stuff, and sometimes we'll put it on the DVD reel. But but you know, it's a lot of work. Yeah, and, I'm and sure. Yeah, to, to edit the show, so you know, it's 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 kind of a big big project. Yeah, totally. But totally. It's all out there. One day, maybe somebody can sort through it. Ah, oh, can't wait. Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I I was watching the video Ninja Say What, and I noticed that another video uh, came up that said Ginger Say What, and I guess the, your video got so big it got a parody of its own. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. And it, it, yeah, that was that was pretty insane. Um, uh, yeah, and they, you know, they they actually reached out to me and said, "Hey, is this okay?" And I was like, "Oh, oh my gosh, I'm so honored. This is this is really cool." Yeah. Uh, all right, so we should take it back even further than that. I just wanted to ask you, I, I read that your first interaction with Rob Thomas was that he was your high school teacher. Can you tell us how he is oh. as the high school teacher? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I was that lucky bastard out there who uh, <laughs> who uh, got Rob Thomas as his high school teacher. Um, yeah, um, when I was uh, – he, he started – he was a journalism teacher in my school and um, he started a class called uh, – w- which was broadcast journalism, which was you know cameras and uh, editing and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I applied for this class. I – you know uh, there, there was probably about eight of us that got into this class. And um, first day of class, there was just like all this equipment that he had ordered through, I, I guess – either school funding or a grant or whatever for us to be able to do this kind of stuff. And he, um, 
it was just all in boxes on the floor and he printed out all the manuals to every single uh, piece of equipment and handed it out to all the kids and he was like, wow. all right, guys, everybody go home and read the manual and uh, we'll begin on Monday. And then, of course, when Monday comes around, I was the only nerd in the class who read everything <laughs> and says that I get it all and, you know, all the other kids were kind of like, uh, you know, yeah. no one really read anything. So I kind of led the charge on the technical aspect because he, he actually, you know, he was a writer, but he didn't really know any of the technical stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, that was a class where I kind of learned that, you know, there were other jobs in entertainment. He kind of inspired me to, you know, um, you know, back then, I, I guess you, you either thought that you were like the, the actor of a movie or a director of a movie, mm-hmm. but you never really, I never really realized that there was other jobs out there. Like you could be an editor, you can be a cameraman, you can, you know, all these different things. I just never thought of it. And I never even thought that working in entertainment was even like a possibility having grown up in, you know, Texas and all this stuff. So, um, that class kind of, you know, changed my life. It, it, you know, obviously, you know, he, because Rob Thomas was my teacher, but in yeah. many other ways, I, you know, I, I got inspired. I ended up going to film school because of that class. And, um, and, uh, you know, there's, and then I, you know, a, after film school, I ended up, you know, uh, Rob and I had always kept in touch. We were always friends throughout the years and stuff. And when Veronica Mars came around years later, he, uh, he, you know, he gave me a call and he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, uh, I want to direct. <laughs> and just like, no, that's not how it works, but you know, I'll get you a foot in the door. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's something that you think that you'd be really good at, uh, you know, and, and, you know, in, in, in the aspects of filmmaking. And I said, well, I've always been a good editor, so maybe I should start there. So I became a, a production assistant in, in post-production, which was, uh, you know, for editing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was just like, I started at, like literally as a PA. I All I did was did runs. I, you know, got lunches for our department and, you know, just – just like the very very bottom and i kind of just worked my way up but i became an assistant editor after that uh but by the end of uh like the last season of veronica mars and then uh when party down came around uh i got my bump to become an editor uh on party down and that was like eight or nine years ago yeah and then um between party down and i zombie rob really didn't have anything on the air and so i kind of bounced around from other on other different TV shows as an editor. And then finally, when iZombie came around, um, I got to, to edit the pilot. And then, um, when it got picked up, he gave me an episode to direct in the second season. And then, uh, third season, he gave me, uh, two more episodes. So obviously the bottom line of this whole story, (laughs) Rob Thomas has done jack shit for me. (laughs) I think it's another thing where like, you know, whenever you're in high school, like you're either like a super, you're like a friend of the teacher. You hang out. You talk to the teacher a bit more than the others, and other people think you're weirdos. But uh, where are they now? <laughs> you're you're working on well, TV show. I, I will have to say. I mean, <laughs> I, I always used to joke that, and I, I never say nice things about Rob in in front of him. <laughs> but uh, he was basically the coolest teacher that you know. He's that uh, cool teacher you thought he would have. He would be. You know. I mean, he, all, all the kids actually loved him. And uh, I just happened to just kind of be that the big nerd that like, you know, uh, you know, we we became friends and, you know, we 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 kind of had the same interests and we're both Spurs fans or both Longhorns fans and, you know, like things like that. So, you know, we we kept in touch over the years, not just because of work stuff as we, we just became friends. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. But yeah. And he, but he was yes, definitely the coolest teacher in in the school. He was in a he, had a, he was in a rock band, and you know, like kids would come out to his you know to to the venues that allowed under twenty one. You know, we we would go out to see his shows and stuff. So you know, I mean, he was he was actually a very cool teacher. Oh man, Mr. Thomas's opus, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Thomas or Mr. T, yeah, they called him. Um, all right. Well, I definitely wanted to ask you uh, a question about editing before we get into uh, the episodes you directed. I mean, forgive my lack of knowledge about how the sausage is cooked, but like I always think about like how you know they shoot and they make dailies and they send the dailies to the editor and the editor puts it together. I mean, how much power does the editor have in shaping each scene? And how creative can you get with it? Oh, we just push buttons. That's all. No, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that happen in, in editing and, um, you know, it, 
it it all depends but you know we we are the first we we are kind of like the first uh what is it like the first you know look at the whole thing so like we 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 set the tone i mean we we cut it together uh and they see it as uh, you know how it you know we would assume it would air right and then and then they do do their tweaks off of that so you know hopefully what what you know our job is to actually be in in sync with what rob wants tonally on the show so we're 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 choosing the the takes that we feel like you know are just right for the show i mean for example i mean me personally uh anything that ken marino does i will laugh at (laughs) i mean he could go full-on ace ventura and i'm just laughing my (laughs) ass off at at that guy and uh, many would but then but it's our all, also our job to watch those dailies and say, okay, that's probably a little too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should probably tone it down just a little bit. That's that's not in the real world, or that's not in the world of iZombie. So um, let's find some of his his uh, you know um, kind of more grounded takes or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, which are still funny, obviously. So you know those are, those are the things that we're looking at. Um, but you know, there's also you know um, our assistant editors mostly cut together those those brain montages. Mm-hmm. And, uh, those, you know, some of, some of them are written a specific way, but a lot of times it's just, you know, brain montage with, uh, stew or whatever. And it's up to the editors to kind of, you know, put something together and make it fun. Uh, I remember the, the one with the, um, the episode with, uh, when she's the, uh, the teacher, the, uh, what was, was it a, she was a daycare teacher or something like that. Oh, I yeah, forgot. Dirt nap time. Yeah, and and I just remember that um, that montage was just so funny for that episode of the show. It was like had a choo choo train sound yes. and all that. And those are things that weren't written in the script. Those are things that that, that the editors just kind of came up with on their own just for fun. And you know, so and but those kind of fit tonally into the show. So you know, there's there's a lot of things that the editor does. I mean, now after that, you know, after that first draft, the director will come in and do his tweaks, his or her tweaks, and then after that, Rob and the producers will come and do their tweaks as well. So you know, there there's a lot of different. Um, Things that you know, or there's there's a big process involved, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I would say like uh, the the editors will will pretty much have it eighty percent there. Okay, I mean, I well, I guess. Uh, so, are you just kind of like trusted? Like, okay, Soviet knows the tone of this show. We trust that he's going to pick the right things for the tone. Or is there like a like a like almost like an editor? Like I've heard like a like a series bible where they write down, okay, this is what the character's been. This is the history of the character. Is there like an editor's bible where it's like, okay, we like this, but we don't like that? And um, I don't know if there's like an example maybe you can give of like what would be kicked out of an eye zombie episode or what would be perfect eye zombie. <laughs> Oh, uh, is that too broad of a question? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it is. Uh, it's a case by case basis. Yeah, okay. I think that the are we as editors are very trusted in knowing what the show is, and and you know, honestly, and and that's the, kind of the editor's job because I could go and jump on a different show, mm-hmm. um, and the rules are completely different. Uh, it, it you know what what Rob loves does not fit in another show. Right. So, um, so, you know, it's, it's our job to kind of really know how to, you know, you know, be a team player. You know, yeah. we, we know, we know like our role in, in, in the, as in the team and we know what we, what we should bring to the team. So, um, you know, there, I, I guess, you know, one of the examples are, is probably comedy. I mean, mm-hmm. comedy it's, is very, R- Rob has a very unique style of comedy and, um, you know, it could easily go too wacky especially you know with this kind of concept um right. you know her uh live being on different kinds of brains and stuff and i think that it's our job and the director's job as well to kind of really make sure that you know we're buying it uh but you know but also laughing so mm-hmm. it and and sometimes you know it can it can get kind of wacky and uh and so um it, it's it's you know like like i said ken marina is an example i mean i i i would use his wackiest takes in in you know if it were up to me but 
you know, in the world of iZombie, it probably doesn't fit. So, or, or, you know, or, you know some, some of that stuff. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, so I guess it just kind of depends. And is it, could the same be said about being a director? I mean, like I read like in movies, like it's a director's medium, but on TV, it's more of a writer's, it's a showrunner's medium. So like how creative – is it the same kind of thing with uh, like directors, how creative you can be? Yeah. Well, I mean I think I think for sure in television, in any – yeah, any position, director, editor, any position, you definitely have to be able to come in and I guess the word would be like emulate what the showrunner wants on this show, uh, whatever has been set tonally. Um, so you definitely want to em- emulate, but then you want to come in and kind of bring something to the table as well. You want to be able to say, okay, this works. You know, uh, if if AJ says Ninja Please, uh, this probably works. Uh, so let's, let's give it a shot. And, you know, the great thing is with Rob is that you can – you can do alts and you can do all these things and you know if it works it works and if it doesn't work he he can easily easily take it out and put whatever was originally in and 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 we're good to go because his writing is solid as it is so um you know but yes i mean you 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 definitely want to come in and and know the show you definitely want to be able to uh, understand how this show works. I, you know, for instance, this show is not the kind of show that uses all kinds of weird Dutch angles or you know stuff like that. Right. But maybe those those weird Dutch angles could work in a in a live vision or you know and you know so there's there's different kinds of things like that that you know you, you kind of have to you know assess before before you go in and like try something crazy or whatever. So. How did you feel when you got handed the reins to uh, Abracadabra when you did your oh, first directing job? Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I actually, I was probably a little nervous, but not crazy, like <laughs> losing my mind nervous because uh, having been part of the crew already, having, you know, just been a part of the project from from being you know from the pilot on and then having even worked with some of the actors already or knew some of them personally i honestly when i showed up on set i i kind of just felt like a like that second cousin that no one had met yet but showed up to the family family reunion or whatever and uh so you know because everybody kind of had already heard of me or knew of me uh i'd interacted with a lot of the crew or producers and stuff and so you know it was actually pretty easy it was just it was actually great and um you know i i don't think i would have done nearly as good of a job if the crew and cast weren't so supportive of you know their second cousin basically <laughs> so it, it was great i mean it was one of the you know the greatest experiences of my life to be able to kind of uh have my first television directing job uh be eye zombie with you know a Rob Thomas show and, you know, all these, there's, there's all these factors involved. I mean, I, I'd known, you know, obviously I've known Rob since I was a kid and everything, but I, I've also known all the producers like Dan Etheridge and Danielle Stockdike and all that mm-hmm. stuff for about 15 years as well, since the Veronica Mars days. So, or, so, you know, it was, it, it, so, you know, Dan was there on the set helping and supporting me and, you know, uh, so, you know, it, it actually just was like a really, really great experience. That's great. I guess I have a, a few notes about each episode that I just wanted to run past you. Um, I, the first thing about Abracadaver that uh, I really liked and noticed even more on like my you know like third and fourth rewatch, I guess over the years, um, is that uh, there's a couple of instances of sleight of hand. There's the the fact that in the opening scene you see the murderer running away, <laughs> and you don't know right. it's the murderer. And then the other thing is uh, Houdina and being you know, turning herself into the waitress. Um, so can you talk a little bit about like was that more of a, like a scripted thing or is it something that uh, you played a hand in? Well, no, I, I, I think uh, it, it was definitely there was a lot of scripted stuff in there uh, with the magic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, especially with the murder at the beginning, we have to play that in a, in a one shot. Yeah. Uh, to 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 make make sure that the magic sells or, or the you know that the you know the murder 
that that it feels like she walked upon something, but we had to time it enough to make it realistic for her to have really murdered the person. So that definitely had to play in a one shot. Um, but then there was other situations where in editing, I begged Rob to allow it to stay in a one shot, even though we could have easily cut. Uh, for instance, the the when she fans out the cards and then flips them over and then they're all different cards hmm. or all, they're all in order. I mean, um, I, I wanted that to all play in one shot because that was a real magic trick. So, um, there, but those are things that, you know, we could have easily cut and like to pace up the show and all that stuff. But, but, uh, you know, when it comes to magic, you gotta, you know, you really want to sell those things. So, uh, you know, when she flips the card in in the morgue, when 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 there's all the uh, um, you know the candles everywhere, I really wanted to make sure that that all played in one shot, and that she flips the card and everything, and so it doesn't just look like we're doing some kind of a camera trick or right. or um, you know VFX or anything like that. So yeah, I mean, you know, I dude, by the way, that was like the most fun I ever had because I got to uh, we had to hire a magic consultant, and he it was like the guy who had worked with like David Blaine and Chris Angel and all the, and Copperfield and wow. all those guys. So like I get to basically hang out with this guy and, and then, you know, between takes, he would just do magic tricks for me. So, uh, <laughs> hello, that was the, probably the most awesome experience ever. Yeah. Did he like emerge from the darkness when he first showed up on set? Like, did he like, no. puff a smoke and he walked out of it or? No, he, but he did fly <laughs> in from the sky. Foot from the sky. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Like he turned himself from a, like a bird into a, a, a full human, yeah, um, <laughs> like full animal style. He's just like, uh, yeah. I noticed in this episode, thinking about, I believe it, your your last episode, Return of the Dead Guy, that you have uh, uh, filmed uh, two instances of hilarious Blaine and Liv sitting in a car moments, <laughs> where we have the stakeout here, and then in the other one is the full on zombie freak out before they go attack wham bams right wow i did I, i'm glad you said that because i didn't even realize that <laughs> so i i don't know i guess kudos <laughs> i don't really have a question uh, really have a question about it i would say the for example here's the, one of the things that i i felt like i was able to add uh in, in a scene as a director um so the scene in when he uh when they go full on zombie mode and they're just like she's like banging his head against the the uh, the car or whatever that that was all scripted and it was, and it was already funny we're always we're already all laughing and saying oh my god this is going to be an amazing scene but um, the one thing that I, I and I wasn't even sure if it was going to work but I, I you know I shot it so that we could either use it in editing or not but I wanted him when she bangs his head I wanted him to kind of you know plop over and you know accidentally hit his hand against the the radio and then a heavy metal song will come on and then it's just like banging against that to the to the rhythm of the heavy metal song so that was one thing that i i did and and then i when then in editing i put it to a metallica song that i you know liked ever since like i mean i think it's like a probably is from like 1987 or something so that's what one right the the headbanging part of that yeah yeah so it was like a 30 year old song that i liked (laughs) i was like a kid and i was like and and it and it just worked perfectly. So it, you know we're banging his head to the beat of the song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and and that's one of the things I, God, I wish I could, we could have gotten that version out because it just worked so perfectly to that song. But you know that that was just an idea I had in my head. And when we tried it in editing, I was like, oh my god, it works. Uh, we ended up. You know, Metallica ended up coming back to us and saying, "Look, you can use any of our songs, but that's just the one song that we don't we don't allow out there." Oh, wow. and just like one of their special songs. So, so I, I was able to actually uh, end up using a my, my brother is a public school teacher, um, and uh, he teaches music. And one of his former students that he had taught in high school ended up being in this. My brother 
described it as death metal band or no dark metal and so he's like here here's a cd and so he gave me his his cd and then i ended up finding a song and so uh, instead of going with you know the most popular heavy metal band ever we ended up going with like a little indie band that my that used to be in my brother's high school marching band yes. so so uh you know we were, we were able to help out the little guy basically yeah that's awesome and you know you're more focused on live and blame than you are on the actual song that's playing right so, right yeah that's cool I noticed also in Abracadabra that uh, like you filmed at this hotel for the convention, and it's or actually you filmed the hotel scenes at a casino, and then I realized later that the the casino also serves as uh, the exterior of Fillmore Graves. So, I don't, oh. am I correct in that? <laughs> the casino, Fillmore Graves, River Rock Casino. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Maybe the exterior. Wow. I don't know. Um, I didn't. Wow, I I I actually didn't know that. Oh, you did. <laughs> Thanks for that trivia. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I, I I wanted to ask you about uh, Steph's Guy Fox celebration. How was it filming that scene? <laughs> oh God. Oh, that was great. It was. Oh, that was that was really 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 fun. Um, I you know, I it's one of those things where. Um, you, you know, Robbie is obviously one of our, the funniest things on the show. Yeah. And, um, and it, I feel like that was the scene where Robbie, but uh, you know, I always say this about Malcolm. I always say that Clive, uh, Clive does his thing so well and it takes a person with a, with a, um, with a really good sense of humor to be able to do what Clive does, right. Uh, play the straight man. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I found that, that this, this, the scene with Steph was, was really funny because Ravi basically had to be Clive. He had to be the straight man. He had to react. And that, that's just as funny or, or, you know, or w- what makes the scene so funny is the reaction, not necessarily, um, you know, the stuff that Steph was doing, which was ob- already funny, but, um, <laughs> But just kind of like bring it to another level is is all the reactions where he's not saying anything. How many pints did he have to drink? <laughs> oh, you know, well, I made I told him I made a deal with him and I only made him do it. I think like three times, maybe four times. <laughs> all right. I'm all, you know, do it for this angle, do it for this angle, do it for this angle. And then you won't have to do it anymore. Yeah, well, that's cool. I also wanted to ask what goes into creating visions. Is that more of a editor's uh take or is that you know is, is the director getting involved there uh, I, I think that um the director's definitely you know first first and foremost you have to shoot it in one shot because mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like a, a little vision a little glimpse and you know into to something so it's you know it's not something that you can kind of like chop up although in editing we we can sometimes mess with that a little bit and you know when they blink move it around but I, de- I definitely think it's it starts with the director and then uh and then in editing sometimes if we have to get out of a you know sometimes if our episodes are too long or or something didn't quite hit the mark um you know that we we realize later after it's all built together then we have to kind of be creative a little bit with with the editing of the, of the live visions but uh for the most part I, I think it's all it all starts with the director and then the editors can come in and kind of you know um add a little bit of um polish to it or whatever but it's it's it, it all you know obviously it starts with the the script and then the director has an idea and then the editor can come sometimes come in and and enhance it even more from there Right. Yeah, I love the little joke about the visions in Return of the Dead Guy where uh, Peyton is wondering if she saw the killer and Clive says, oh, oh she never sees the killer. <laughs> like the episode to be over if she just saw the killer. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a great line. <laughs> uh, I guess the last question I wanted to ask about Abracadabra was the – please tell me that the uh, the trick where uh, Rose or Liv you know, pulls the tablecloth and the flowers are still standing is – like her pulling that trick off and not any sort of trickery. <laughs> that, that is Rose for you. That was real magic. Yes. He, he definitely did that. And, and again, that was one of, that was a, that was a thing for me as a director. I was like, can we please, 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 please do this. Uh, I don't, 
I don't I I'm pretty sure it wasn't quite written to pull a thing out where all the uh you know um you know plates and all all that stuff were or what or, or was it a vase? I think it was think just it was a vase, vase, yeah. But anyway, I, I don't think that it was written to kind of pull it out and, and the vase the vase was still there and all that stuff. It was, um, but I w- I really wanted to do that as a, as a funny gag, and then the camera pans down to reveal you know somebody down there. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yes, that was all real magic. Yes, all you know, that's great and, to hear. And that, that was a great thing too. Is that and I'm sh- I'm positive this is fun for Rose, but I mean. She she had to go into kind of magic training for a couple of days, and she you know she, she had to like hang out with that the magic consultant uh, on her off days, and he had to like teach her all these magic tricks, and so it was I mean I'm sure it was fun for her, but and so she showed up and I and she was like doing all these magic tricks, and I, and uh, half of them I didn't even actually know how she was doing them. She was doing them, and you know I was so busy I couldn't stop and say hey so how did you do that? Uh, but um, and then I also told her that she couldn't tell anybody how she was doing all the tricks, so she could keep it real magic for for everyone on the on the set wow and i and i saw that she went on uh late night tv and did like a magic trick too i think it was yeah. Like Kimmel. yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it was great <laughs> um okay so let's get into wag the tongue slowly i i just for first wanted to say that i'm so glad i know you probably can't talk at all about the finale but i'm so glad that in the preview we see jan again screaming <laughs> like she did in the teaser to this episode here she's screaming when she sees um uh, uh, Zach Stoll on the street, but I love I love her introduction here in Wag the Tongue Slowly when she opens the stall, <laughs> and then her friend's oh. reaction to her. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, that was great. Um, another thing that's great about this episode is you guys changed up the uh, the making of the brain. the The brain sticks to the bowl this time. <laughs> yeah. And I almost think like yeah. this is almost is this. I mean, maybe I'm just been like a a. a terrible viewer but it seems like from here on out that's when we really you guys started like you said with the choo-choo train effects like it really started to get even more and more creative oh right yeah i i guess so i mean you know when we were shooting the brain thing it stuck and mm-hmm. uh, you know i remember somebody on the set was like oh god we got to start that over i was like no <laughs> keep it keep it just keep going keep trying to get it out and um <laughs> I was like, we're using that. We're definitely using that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, those are the, just some of the fun things that, that happen, and those, uh, the happy accidents. And, you know, uh, again, that, that's one of the things uh, for a director, you have to know tonally. You're like, oh, that this totally works for the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and so and, – and, and then when it happens, you're kind of like giddy because you're like, oh, I can't wait for Rob to see this fresh and everything. It's just such a funny little gag. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, it's like very specific to, you know, because, you know, like those brain montages are heavy drums. It's like, bam, 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 bam. It goes really yeah. fast. And I definitely wanted to make sure, you know, I worked with the editor where it's just like, just cut the music, just like complete silence. You see here uh, the squeaking of the glass, the fingers on the glass, even as she's trying to shake it up is perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, th- those are the things where you're just like, oh, this is great. And then I think, you know, yes, may- maybe after that, everybody just kind of started going to town with everything. But <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, yeah, I mean, maybe. It, it seems like they, they've always kind of taken pride in, in editing those um, montages mm-hmm. in, in fun, creative ways. But, yeah, it, it is kind of fun when you get to see things that you weren't expecting, especially – when it wasn't written in the script and then you get to watch it and you're like, Oh, that was fun. I, I was not expecting that at all. Um, I thought it was interesting rewatching this, uh, knowing that Blaine is faking it at this point. Did you guys like know at the time, was he directed in a certain way to, I don't know, be more mysterious in his, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause I don't know if he knew. Okay. I, I knew I, I'm going to guess he knew. Okay. But, we didn't talk about it actually. Oh, okay. We just wanted to make sure that it, it felt real, and you know the things that he was saying were were you know legit. Right. Like it, it you know, he was. We we wanted to play it like he was being genuine. Mm-hmm. And you guys, I mean, you shot a really horrifying shot of uh, Peyton in a coffin. We don't ever want to see that again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's some good Blaine and Peyton stuff in that episode. Yeah. Uh, you got this. Sorry, what did you say? 
no, they're they're really good. Just great chemistry. Yeah. But I don't know. I I think the cast is they're all just so good. I mean, you know, I, I would argue that Peyton and Robbie when they're together, just like whoa, that's. I mean, it's just yeah. It, it, all those guys, they're just all just solid. They're just. Uh, you did shoot a, a moment on on here, which probably will always go down in like all the best of Ravi scenes on you, like a, a YouTube comp- YouTube compilation. Uh, this part where Ravi walks slowly by the interrogation room. <laughs> yes, oh, but you know we did like probably like eight or nine different versions of that. Oh, really? I I just said walk by, do something different. Okay, do it again. Do a different one. All right, you know, and and every time we laughed, we laughed at every single take. Um, so yes, that again, that's probably a, a what would be a fun thing for somebody to sort through um, mm-hmm. to see the alts. Because I mean, I mean, Raul is just a, just a funny guy, yeah. so it's just like, all right, try something else. And we just kind of spent five minutes like just having him walk by and giving funny looks. It was really, it was really, really funny. And there was a, a I mean. Another like unique scene, I think, uh, in this episode. Um, well, there's a couple, but the one where Clive explains exactly what happened to all these witnesses at once, but they're all in different scenes, but it's all cut together with like screen wipes and flashbacks. Yes, yes. Was that complicated um, to put together? It, it was. It was a little complicated to put together, but yes, again, you know that that was that was uh, something that we were able to kind of fix a little bit in editing um, as well. I, I think I probably shot it a little bit janky. So it, yeah, we had to save that in editing for sure. Um, but um, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it is one of those, you, you know what I, t- I told, I remember telling Malcolm that scene is exactly the um, kind of like the counter uh, part version of, Liv's big reveal scene in Abracadaver. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it was just kind of like, you know, this kind of big build-up, and this is what happened, and then this is what happened. So <laughs> I, I think it was kind of fun to have, like, that kind of, like, case of the week, big, big like, you know, Scooby-Doo reveal kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, it's very Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other, like, really unique scene, I think, uh, to this episode is the uh, Don Quixote scene. Can you talk at all about that? All completely written by Rob. Yeah. Or, or whoever, or who, I, I, I'm, I'm, or Rob and the, whoever the writer, I think it Kit, was Kit. Kit Boss. Kit that, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was, that was, I, I just followed the script perfectly. That's it. <laughs> I, I, I take no credit for that. <laughs> I love I, I just love music scenes. I love when they pop up on iZombie. I, I think uh, my favorite shot is Major looking up at the camera like anxiously in the elevator as the music's like blaring away. You know, um, yeah, it's, it's very heroic. But. All written exactly in the script. I just followed the script exactly, and and um, it, it was it was it was just a great fun idea, fun scene, and all I did was just make sure I didn't screw it up. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I did want to mention in Eat, Pray, Live, uh, the uh, one of the uh, suspects is named Ladybird, and I guess that's named after your dog. Is there a reason why that happened? Well, every I think every uh, person in my family has been in uh, uh, in a character in the show now. So <laughs> uh, my wife's name is Helen, and she was uh, the wife of I think um, Suzuki Suzuki's wife, I think. I think I think her name is Helen. Oh, that's right. So so that she, I, and I think that was uh, after my wife's my wife Helen. Um, my my son's name is Wyatt, and there's two characters that, that were Wyatt. Um, I think one was in the high school zombie high school episode, mm-hmm. and then there was a Doctor Wyatt that went crazy in the finale last year. I think, right? Right. Okay. I wow. think so. Anyway, this is Wyatt, and then now Lady Bird is my dog. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I do have a baby on the way, so whatever name we end up naming that baby, they better end up using the name. (laughs) Well, unless you, you know, call it Clive or. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that will be a guarantee to make sure that my baby, baby's name ends up on the show. You're right. And then, oh, and also a side trivia is my name was in uh, the. First episode of season two of Veronica Mars. 
Oh, really? Oh, gosh. There, now now you're going to kill my brain. I can't remember. Yeah, there's a character named Viet Nguyen who is a, a, a tennis player in high school, and which I was a tennis player in high school. Huh. So... Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, let's talk about Return of the Dead guy then. We got uh, Weckler Brain, the blue Weckler Brain. Um, well, I guess first was uh, how many laughs happened during the Peyton dominating live scene? I mean, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It was it was it was crazy. It was fun. Uh, uh, I, you know, yes, we had plenty of laughs, but one, one moment where. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing is when we, when I was like, okay, uh, Rose, we're going to just do like a big close. We're going to do a close up on your butt. And then the camera will pan over to show your face. <laughs> I've been a bad, and then you say, I've been a bad girl. <laughs> and so we have, we have the camera and then we're like, okay, do a couple more, blah, blah, blah. And then I just remember Rose looking into the camera, just kind of shaking her head going, hi mom. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing after she said that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, that was really fun. And yeah, that's one of the uh, – well, we've seen it before, but like in this, we got a couple of visions from the outside. Was there any sort of like uh, reason why you guys decided, well, we're going to do a couple of visions from the outside in this episode especially? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but we did have I think one or two visions uh, written in this script, but huh. we we just – uh, actually uh, ran out of money and we couldn't shoot them. Oh, <laughs> we, okay. We couldn't fit into our schedule. What? And um, so we had to do some cuts, which often happens um, because the scripts are really, really dense and, you know, there's a lot of story to cover and stuff. So um, we ended up um, cutting them out and then seeing, viewing them from the outside. And then, uh, you know, the writers added some really funny jokes yeah. uh, to her. So I, I actually ended up thinking it was, it was they were they were really great to kind of see that pov like our you know like the outside version of the live vision and then and then they were able to use those opportunities for jokes so it, it was it ended up working out just fine yeah it, wow it's it works so well too yeah you, yeah it's you would never think this episode yeah had the cut at all but it, it was definitely one of those things where uh, yeah, we couldn't fit into our schedule, so we just cut them. And even just, uh, you know, how well it works with just how long the visions are on Blue Brains, that it just seems like a perfect opportunity to show what's going on on the outside, too. Wow, that's crazy. Yes, yes. Um, and those guys, uh, I love when Clive and Peyton, it's like, oh, yeah, she's on a vision again, and then they cross their arms at the same time. Yes. Oh, or, you know, like in that first scene, Peyton just kind of, well, I'm going to pull my phone out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, you know, and pulling up the phone was a, a, a written thing in the script, but I, I will have to say I, I did absolutely no directing when when uh, Clive and, and Peyton uh, go, oh, she's on a brain again, and then they grow across their arms at the exact same time. I mean, that was just stuff that they planned out on their own. They did it on the, on, on the side. Oh, that's great. And, and, you know, when we rehearsed it, I was like, oh, my God, that's gold. And uh, – I, and it was just one of those t- times where I was like, I'm not doing anything here. I'm just literally just saying action and then just watching people do funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I should ask uh, what went into the construction and filming of Fort Lust? I mean, was there any <laughs> anything about uh, filming those scenes that was particularly memorable? Um, you know, again, uh, that was all scripted. And, yeah. you know, they they – scripted Fort Lust and we we built one uh, a lot of times when when there's things like that um, that that are that specific we we run a, you know a picture or so or video over to Rob to kind of make sure it's like hey how's this look so yeah um, you know those those are all just kind of like things that you know our production designer kind of came up with and and then uh, you know uh, I don't know when when they built it all I know is like man that that looks fun I like during the scene that uh, I mean we find out in the next episode that Sean has been putting uh, these videos or the uh, pictures up on her Tumblr and she literally says in the scene it's already on my Tumblr and it just kind of flies right by (laughs) so it's fun to see on the rewatch yeah and it was definitely like uh, you know a very specific you know she she had to play it like oh I'm just I'm just fucking with you yeah um but then it ended up being true. So, it, it, yeah, those are little fun asides for, for the actors. 
and there's some vicious back and forth between uh, Mr. Boss and Blaine and Candy's there as well. I want to talk at all about doing full on zombies. Um, what goes into that? That Mr. Boss and uh, you know again you know like you know we talk about how oh Blaine and Peyton are good or Peyton and Robbie are good. Yeah. I mean gosh Mr. Boss and Blaine together. Yeah, man, there uh, that again that's just all just like just juicy stuff uh, and again i i uh, that's sometimes that's that's when i feel like oh man i'm just getting a front row seat to all this um <laughs> but you know i i i think blaine that scene and him turning into a zombie while he's just kind of you know um backing him down you know or yeah. you know while mr boss is kind of like stumbling backwards oh that's so good it, and again it, it you know all we were doing is watching. We were just we were just pushing record and and uh, and you know just catching catching them do their thing. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, was, it was yeah, it was great. It was fun. Um, and I guess the last thing I wanted to ask about this this one was how long did you have uh, Bryce Hodgson Hodgson uh, strung up for during those scenes? Oh, oh yeah, dude. He Gosh. yeah he 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 was he was tied up there a lot, and he was a total trooper. He was just like. Yeah, whatever you want, dude. Sure, and you know, like, um, you, obviously, we would try to untie him <laughs> between takes as much as possible. But sometimes he's like, "No, just leave me here if, you, if it's faster." Just you know, and <laughs> and he just totally ate that up. I mean, he's he's one of those guys who kind of just digs in. He he's just like, "Whatever it takes, man." Oh, awesome. And um, yeah, and again. I mean, all those scenes with uh, with with Ravi and oh, those those are all just like so good. Mm-hmm. Those guys, those guys together, just comedy. Yeah. I, were there any stuff. complaints of uh, uh, like Raul might have had of, for wearing those pantyhose on his head? <laughs> like that looked really uncomfortable. No, I th- uh, I think I think he 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 loved it. Yeah. I think you know, he he just ate it up. He's like, this is gonna be fun. Um, it, we did. There, there were some issues about how you know tight it was, and uh, you know um, Donnie had to bite his head. Yeah. So there was all the, there, there was a couple of technical issues that we had to deal with, but you know those guys, those guys are all pros. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you about uh, a couple of your other projects, but I don't know if do you have any other iZombie related stories you'd like to share with uh, you know the fans. Um. I zombie related stories. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I've seen a lot of shit go down, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're asking me if I, if I ever seen Rob walk around naked in the office. The, I, there's no comment. I have no comment. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'll take that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the other, uh, thing I wanted to ask you about was, uh, play it again, Dick. Um, the web series about Dick Casablanca is a spinoff of Veronica Mars. Not that I need to tell you this. I'm just telling your listeners. Um, yeah. Uh, first off, like, how long did that take to shoot? We shot that in eight days. Wow. It's like a yeah, an hour and a almost an hour and a half of stuff, and yeah, in eight days. No, wow. dude, it was it was uh, just run and gun, <laughs> run and gun, and and just the amount of people that you had to bring in. Yeah, yeah, we were you know. People would show up for three hours here, three hours there, yeah. and uh, some guys would, you know, uh, who came back, you know, show up for a couple days or whatever. And uh, yeah, no, it was, it was fun, and and um, but you know, it, it was also just like again, like not really any work. All you're doing is just like, oh, am I laughing? Okay, let's move <laughs> on. Um, yeah, and Ryan Hansen and Kristen Bell. I mean, like. How bad could it be? Right. Working with yeah. guys. Is, um, is that his house or is that whose house is that? No, no, that that was a uh, that was a location that we found uh, oh, and okay. um, and we dressed it all up like his house and everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a big project where they had trailers or anything, but you know, we were able to get a location. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all the stuff uh, like in the the opening sequence where he's running down the beach and all that stuff uh that was all stolen i just showed up and held a little camera and had him run you know down the beach with a gun holster on and <laughs> one take and then we're done yeah. <laughs> we walk away um yeah it was, it was definitely just like a low complete low budget kind of running gun situation 
are those uh, are those Skype shots for Enrico Comatoni and Chris Lowell actually done over Skype, or were they were they uh, there too? Yeah, no. So um, Chris Lowell, we did, we 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 actually did the real take in New York, uh, like from with him in New York, and we just mic'd up the computer, <laughs> and um, and then but Rico, we were going to do the same thing, but then he he ended up being able to be in town, so he just did it from a different room in the house, and. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, no, the, that the, all, all of that was, you know, that was a that was a, you know, a great opportunity because um, that whole project was just a result of like being in the right place at the right time. I, I had been, uh, I was directing the the Veronica Mars documentary, mm-hmm. and um, and I had worked with those the Warner Brothers digital people who were who had uh, produced it. And, and then when they came up, they came up with the idea to do this thing around Ryan Hansen. And then, and and they even were the ones that suggested that I could direct it. And, uh, you know, and then Rob was like, Oh yeah, that sounds great. And, um, you know, he was able to get Bob in to write it and everything. So it it was just like one of those great opportunities that kind of came out of nowhere for me and, and for Bob actually too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had him on the show asking him about it as well. Um, yeah. Uh, is it is it tough to shoot something to make it look like Ryan Hansen like edited it all together in his bedroom? <laughs> you know, is it is it hard to like shoot something and be like, oh no, we got to make this look more more like amateurish, you know, less like really well produced? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I shot that legit, like <laughs> oh, uh, as I, if I was. I just. I was trying to I just stumbled into a beehive. I really apologize. Uh, oh no, it looked great. It looked great. <laughs> no, uh, no, it was uh, no, it was it was fun. I mean, it yeah, was. Yeah. Um, you know, we. I don't know. We 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 were. You know, there were there were takes where I'd say, okay, let's have a bunch of people standing there, and then let's just do a take, mm-hmm. all the same dialogue where there's nobody standing behind him at all, and you know, it's just mm-hmm. so that like when we cut it together, it just looks so. The continuity just looks all weird and. And, you know, there's there's takes, you know, we're like, let's do a take where he's he's just like only the bottom half of the screen and then do a take where he looks like he's really tall. And, you know, but it was all the same dialogue, you know, so <laughs> we're just like doing really ridiculous, stupid shit. Um, when he when he's riding his motorcycle, we had guys holding just tree branches and they were just kind of like going in and out of the the uh the the camera the you know the shot so it looks like right. he's actually riding a motorcycle but he's and we were just blowing a fan on his in his hair <laughs> um you know and so it, it was i guess there was a little bit of creativity and yeah i guess what you're saying is there's a little bit of uh creativity involved in like just making it bad yeah which was really fun yeah exactly um and I think this time around when I watched, I was really looking uh, uh, for uh, your performance as well as the director. <laughs> um, and I got to say, I, I, um, the scene where Jason Doring is wants to do like multiple takes and they keep kind of points back at you and you're just kind of shrugging <laughs> was really funny. And yeah, um, I, Oh, good. It was, I don't know what the hell Rob was thinking when he was writing it. But he wrote me in there, and I was just like, "I don't know what you're doing, dude." <laughs> but yeah, it, it was fun. I, um, I I also brought in my friends who um, they're from they're like they have a humongous following on YouTube. Uh, they're called Wong Fu Productions, mm-hmm. and there were some of the camera crew in there that you see. Yeah, and and they have like millions of followers on YouTube, and they came in and like dropped in and like did these little cameo <laughs> roles with me. So that was fun too. And uh, the scene where Ryan is trying to think of someone Asian that he can fight, and the camera goes to you, and you're just like, "Nope." <laughs> that was great too. Yeah, that, that was all Rob and Bob writing all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, how about the uh, big action scene? I mean, it really comes off like this, like, like really uh, uh, this bad karate film, you know? And it's got the stereotypical music going on as well. Can we talk about how I was filming that? I know it was like a few years ago, but yeah, no, I, I would say that you know we shot everything so fast. I mean, we were like literally bringing in guys and shooting a scene out in like an hour or two with a person or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and we're just flying through all the that whole thing, the whole show. But that scene that was probably what forty five seconds, maybe a minute and a half to a minute and a half. Yeah, we shot that for like six or seven hours. <laughs> 
the amount of times he like punches this guy, you know, it's it's uh, it's your friend Chris Dean. Yeah, Chris Dean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they those guys had to do it for so long, and they were so tired, and they just kept doing it over and over again. <laughs> So we could just get another shot of uh, now let's punch into the camera. Yeah. Now let's, you know, let's do this. Uh, and so, it, <laughs> and uh, yeah, now let's do a shot where, you know, you blow dust into the camera and we'll just, we, and we literally, all we did was put saran wrap onto the lens so that it wouldn't, you know, ruin the lens. Yeah. And we were just really dumb stuff like that. And it just took us like half a day <laughs> just yeah. doing all this stuff. And, yeah guys just kept going at it over and over again it was it was really fun and it's just so much fun that it's like it's like half like you're watching it like it's a badly made action film but you're also watching it for here's ryan hansen trying to look as cool as possible in this scene as dick trying to do this trying to fight this uh cook or whatever and he's just so (laughs) he plays it so genuine like he just you know, he cares so much about making this look real and badass and yeah. everything. And it's, it's so funny. There's like so many layers of comedy in his performance. It's so good. Uh, and how about the dance scene? How long did that take to pull off? Oh yeah. That, that took, that, that was a lot. That was a lot of takes too, where, yeah. uh, and Ryan Hansen is like, like if, if I could only work with Ryan Hansen for the rest of my life, it would be, just like a walk in the park in my career because he's just so good so so game and so like down for anything and and uh, but i i think i almost broke him for how many takes we did in the dancing because it's like okay dude we have to do like just two more takes and he's like oh i'm so tired and i think probably the same day as the fighting and all that stuff he's like okay okay all right i'll do it he's like i'm just so tired though <laughs> and i made him do it like a million times and you know and I, I did it with a drone so we shot from above and all that stuff so you know the aerial shots and all that stuff so yeah but yeah we we did it a million times but it, he was just, it's so good so i just yeah. needed a you know, I wanted to make it look like a music video as much as I could in our, you know, in the limited resources that we had. And uh, it, it seemed like, uh, I mean, there is that whole big choreographed number, but it also seemed like as you were creating uh, the whole thing, like you must have stopped at the end of, you know, several of these scenes and like said, okay, now dance together. This is going to yeah. go into the dance video. Yeah, we definitely, we planned that out where we just said, okay, um, yeah, we'll, let's just do like a big, big music number at the very end and and so after you know before ken marina leaves let's make sure he dances or yeah. does funny or before you know all these these guys you know let's just do something yeah and so we would just do a take of them kind of dancing so you know again ryan had danced like 15 times with the you know 15 or 20 times uh you know that that we had a guest star he had to go dance with them mm-hmm. so <laughs> thank god <laughs> He's so tired. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and uh, zombie fans that haven't seen this should check it out because you get your first, uh, you get to see uh, Rose McIver and Robert Buckley. I mean, what was that? What was your, like, was it like your first time meeting them? Yeah. So yeah. that I, that I got to meet them before. And, and again, that's why I, you know, I had, I, I met them, worked with them already for a couple of days. So yeah. by the time I went to iZombie, I already knew the guys and they're like, Oh, Hey, what's up? So, um, but yes, that was the first time I got to work with them and, you know, they literally did it. Well, they did it basically for free. Um, I think we had to give them a little bit of money so that it couldn't, so it it wasn't like just straight up, you know, you know, like stealing labor from them or whatever. I think there's like, no, I think there's like a real like labor law (laughs) where we had to pay them something, but I think they did it for like basically pennies (laughs) and, uh, and they showed up and, you know, like. <laughs> and uh you know gave it their all like <laughs> like it was like a real production even though it was just like this small little thing yeah it's it's very jarring to see uh percy dax the third as wallace or trying to do wallace but saying he's going to be like this huge thug that's not going to be taken advantage of anymore and then all of a sudden in the background you see rose mckiver as this like floozy that, <laughs> you know so and also yeah. uh Robert Buckley as a guest stone, the mustachioed choreographer. It's really funny <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and Rose, you know, I'd, I'd never worked with her or anything, but I just kept going, okay, walk sluttier when you cross. <laughs> sluttier walk, a sluttier walk. And she's yeah. like, okay, how slutty can I get here? 
Um, so I also wanted to, before we let you go, talk about uh, your film Crush the Skull. I, I've oh, been well. wanting to watch it for the longest time, and I finally got the ca- chance to see it. Really awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, and um, I'm you. you totally don't don't have to waste your time talking about crush the skull on, on this podcast but i appreciate it regardless oh, okay well <laughs> but yeah thank you thank you for for watching it i think you're um uh let me go ahead and mark this down you're number 17 who has seen the film now oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding well yeah you're the 17th person that's listened to the podcast so <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right, there we go. But it's cool. It's got you got some iZombie connections, right? Your your co-editors and iZombie were also like DPs on this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah, I brought in all my ninja crew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, you know, I've been working with for years and these guys have been, you know, they sh- they also shot the Veronica Mars Kickstarter video, you know, like so you know, we're all, you know, we're all kind of Rob Thomas soldiers and we've been at we do, you know, Kind of all connected uh, in some way or another for for many years now, and then when uh, I Zombie came around, I, I was able to bring those guys in in the editing department because they they were, they were all you know had worked in post production on other shows and everything, and then basically kind of started my own. Um, one one of the guys at the I Zombie office calls it the syndicate. We we kind of have our own little syndicate of um, mostly Asian crew who are like who are like a run all of post-production, but they're also, we're all, all also indie filmmakers. So we're, we're all kind of, you know, we all work together and wear a lot of different hats to mm-hmm. kind of do different projects and stuff. So yeah, on my movie, we two our two editors to two other editors on I zombie are, they also shoot. So they, they shot crush the skull. Mm-hmm. They also shot, um, played again, Dick. So, you know, everybody's kind of, connected in all these different ways yeah and once we got started as a podcast we i just followed like everybody associated with iZombie on twitter and i've been following uh walt bust for a, a while just knowing him as the sound guy and then to have him show up as the killer in this movie was pretty surprising <laughs> oh yeah and walt walt is um you know he did veronica mars back in the day too yeah so he's he's known he's been in the you know he's known the guys for, you know, over a decade as well. So, and then Walt and I were just, um, you know, we became friends when I was, you know, a PA on Veronica Mars back in the day. And, um, and then, so I don't know if you know, but Crush the Skull, the feature is based off of a short film that I had done. And, um, it actually had, you know, won a couple of film festivals and, and it allowed me to kind of help pay for each movie. But Walt was the killer in that short film and um this was like you know seven or eight years ago so i you know he he, just being a buddy of mine i was like hey would you play a you know a you know serial killer in a a short film with for me and he was like okay i've never acted but sure i'll do it and i and i basically asked him only because i knew that he's a huge fan of horror movies so um i could yeah and he's also like this huge like six foot three six foot four guy so he'd be really scary looking and all that stuff so and he's like sure i'll do it and he got really into it and he did a great job so i just thought it'd be a, a great throwback for him to be in the feature as well and and there's a there's an iZombie connection for the little girl in this as well which is uh yeah the little girl is the daughter of danielle stockdyke who is one of our executive producers how did so. you how did you convince her that to to put this little girl in these really scary scenes? Well, Danielle and I go go back many years, obviously. Yeah, you know, yeah. She, so she's you know I consider a pretty good friend of mine. Oh, okay. And um, you know she had produced um, played again Dick. So you know we we spent many days together on set, and and you know we're 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 really we're pretty pretty tight. So um, uh, you know when we we had a couple of reshoots that we had planned. I was like, I need a little girl. Would you consider, you know, letting us use Devin? Cause I, I, you know, I knew Devin as well. I've known her daughter for years as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, okay, well, let me talk to my husband about it. And then they're like, okay, fine. Let's fine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then, and, and then Devin was just really into it and she, she did a great job and all that stuff. So, uh, That's I've cool. actually used her Devin twice now. Cause I, I did a little micro pilot for Disney Channel, and Devin plays like a like a like the muscle oh, yeah. <laughs> in, 
in in this little Disney pilot that I had done. Um, so I've now now worked with Devin and and um, she considers me her director. She like oh, she, nice. only, she only acts in my projects. <laughs> That's great. Um, well, I mean, I had I had several other things I wanted to talk to you about, but it's fine. We can rush through. But definitely wanted to say, like anybody who likes uh, Tim Chu to you know as AJ in iZombie as well as his character on Silicon Valley, he's got to watch this movie because he is hysterical. He's really yeah, really funny. He does kind of steal the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, and I mean, the whole scene where he's asking uh, Blair, like, "Where'd you buy your boobs?" <laughs> really funny. <laughs> And there was a ninja say what in that in in there too. So I guess that must have been a there sure was. Yeah. So what I, what I hope to do in the, for the rest of my career is anytime I have uh, <laughs> Tim in anything, hopefully he can say ninja at some yeah. point. All right, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there's a great twist at the end. You got to check it out. Um, so uh, that's Crush the Skull. And all right, so we'll wrap this up. I mean, can you tease anything you'd like? We, we can look forward to. Uh, in the finale or in the future uh, of iZombie or is that something probably you don't want to say anything about? <laughs> What's my allowed to say? I, well, I guess I can just generally say some shit's about to go down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some major shit's about to go down. <laughs> uh, that's all I can, I guess that's all I can say. I haven't seen the promos for it, so I, I, right. I'm not sure what they, they said, but uh, yeah, the the world is about to get pretty big. It's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, that's awesome. Can't wait to see it. That's in a couple of days here. And before we let you go, is there anything you want to plug on our podcast or where, we, where uh, we can find you at least? Oh, no. I mean, I, I you know, just keep watching iZombie. Uh, you know, we're, we're on the air because of you fans out there. So if you guys just keep watching, whether it's, you know, on live TV or on, on you know, the streaming or whatever, just whatever you do, just keep doing it. And uh, and then we can have more for, for years to come. So yes. um, thank you. Thank you guys for supporting the show and, and enjoying the show. And, and we hope to just keep doing it. Okay, Viet Nguyen, thank you for stopping by the iZombie podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robinero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, friend of the show Cheyenne contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at Zombie Love. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!